people. Best damn nation. Thank you for joining us uh, on this beautiful Wednesday. You know what time it is. It is the best damn wrestling podcast. I'm your humble host, Brian Renegade. And with me, I have the best damn crew. I have the entrepreneur of entrepreneurs. The Renaissance Man. He is the resident villain of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. The genie of the wrestling podcast. The dawn of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Your boy LP is in the building. Oh man, what's going on everybody? How's everybody doing? Yeah. Oh man, you know as the old folks say, and as all I always say, uh, blessed and highly favored, sir. Feeling good, uh, feeling right. Uh, you got some some a big show coming up, sir, don't you? Yes, sir. One more week. One more week. Uh, the Next Sunday, twenty third. Going down. All right, it's going down, Jack. It's going down. And of course, uh, I have the resident wrestler of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Uh, he's known as Mr. Boots to Asses, Knees to Faces. Uh, he is your mother's favorite wrestler, and he can whoop your daddy and all your uncle's asses. Mr. Everything. Victor Andrews. Hey, man, check this out. Check this out. I've been in the gym, bro. <laughs> I've been in the gym, bro. I'm, I'm coming in here looking like Montez Ford in the paint, boy. Uh, oh, that's, that's all. Put on some extra weight. He got on wrong shit. Get wrong his shirt, man. Hey, man, listen. Listen, man. That's how you... You know, you know how it goes in the modeling business. That's how you show your, your guns off. You got to put on a smaller shirt; it don't even fit. Medium, red, medium, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got to wear a shirt where your armpits hurt when you put it on. You no, know, no, no. I got room in my collar. I got room in my collar, so I'm good. Oh man, you good, <laughs> Mister Everything. What's been going on with you, my friend? Man, listen. Like I said, I've been in the gym. Uh, Trying to get my weight up a little bit uh, and, and just getting things ready for all these wrestling shows that got coming up. So, you know, you already know. But you, Mr. Renegade, Mr. Capitan, Who, me? Mr. Leader of the Pack, Mr. Best Damn Wrestling Podcast himself. What you got going on, man? Uh, you know, um, life. <laughs> uh, trying to make some moves, man. Uh, taking this thing to some other avenues. Uh, working on getting some more guests for the show. Uh, you know, just doing my thing. Ooh, uh, family came to visit. That was very fun. Um, my mother and my sister and my nieces and nephews came down to Phoenix, Arizona to visit. I created a whole itinerary, Jack. Of things to do. Matter of fact, I got it right here. I got two. I laminated it too, Jack. Two itineraries of things to do in the different cities in the greater uh, metropolitan Phoenix area. Uh, they stayed at Westgate Painted 
Mountain Resort. It was absolutely beautiful. Took them to this spot called Lolo's Chicken and Waffles, which is a staple here. If you want some southern type food, because there ain't too many places where you can get some good fried chicken and some waffles and some southern staples here. Uh, they are very few. Uh, so I had to take them to one of the best joints in the city. Um, and then we just did a lot of uh, things that, that caused us to, to bond as a family. So we went down to uh, Tippy Town Lake, which is an iconic lake here. Uh, and it was absolutely beautiful. Uh, and we did a lot of things, man. We went to the aquarium and all kinds of stuff. So Phoenix has a lot of things that you have to, that you can do. And um, we went to a couple of other restaurants, but I cook. You know what I'm saying? I, I, get, I get down in the kitchen, Jack, me and my lady. So, you know, we made breakfast both days and bre both breakfasts were different. Uh, we chefed that thing up and they had a great experience, man. It almost made me want to start doing some hosting events. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Here, here in the, the, the Phoenix area. Uh, I enjoyed that. Uh, but yeah, I got my itinerary. My look, we laminated things too. I can, I can, I can cut somebody with this. <laughs> this, is, this is strong, Jack. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but it was a beautiful thing, man. And if you go on my social media sites, you might just see a little, little video. I put up a TikTok uh, of our experiences, man, and everybody had a good time. So uh, that was a beautiful thing for me to be able to, you know, host my family and have them there, and, and uh, you know, make sure that all of them had a good time, you know what I'm saying, up to different ages, you know what I mean? My mama wanted to go to the casino. I was like, oh, my mama wanted to gamble. She said, I got $20 and it's hot in my pocket. That's all I'm spending. So, <laughs> so, so, you know, I had to take it down to one of the casinos down here, man. So, it was a good time, brother. It was a good time. But best damn nation, uh, you can put in your comment box what you, what you did this, uh, this weekend, you know what I'm saying? You can go on our social media pages and hit us up. Let us know what you had going on. Uh, but fellas, you already know, uh, it was a very exciting, very exciting week in wrestling. And now as we always do it, we got to do one of my favorite segments that I love to do. Oh, oh, listen, everything has a question. One, go, go ahead, sir. One second, before we get started, we're missing one member of the best damn podcast we'll let chef know we're thinking about you what was going on brother we got you back i'm sure you out there cooking up some steaks hooking up some ribs and putting for laying some fish <laughs> filter fish so we want to let you know we're thinking about you and before we get started with hot topics i got some breaking news oh and i think this might might feed us into hot topics uh fightful Reports on some several things. You guys ain't know anything about wrestling, you know. Any fightful always gets like the the big, big, big news and, and reports. Uh, the travel issues. We're going to talk about that. The travel issues and why Monday Night Raw was the way it was. Um, a lot of the the superstars of Monday Night Raw didn't make it back to Seattle because of travel issues. Uh, there's also reports of Roman Reigns versus The Rock in Philadelphia at WrestleMania. That seems to be a, a more and more happening thing. Uh, Eric Young is still signed with WWE. Really? Yeah, he's still under contract. As far as what is being told, 
He's supposed to be signing back with the WWE as of this past December. And, uh, yeah, so he's in the contract. So it's interesting to see what's going to happen with him. And uh, Santana, who is currently uh, out during, due to injury, has become a free agent and possibly has signed a deal with WWE. So that's going to be interesting as well. Okay. But, Capitan, let's get to your favorite segment, Hot Topics. Oh, well, you already know what time it is, beautiful people. Mr. Everything just alluded to that. It is Hot Topics. Uh, thank you for uh, that wrestling news, sir. Uh, We're going to have to uh, make that into a segment. Possibly. <laughs> but beautiful people, I am so excited. Because we've been talking about this for a while. And this is something that I've always said that need, things need to be shooken up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Just, WWE needed to put their hands around the necks of the executives, man, and just say, hey, we need a stake up on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. And possibly NXT. You know what time it is. And you know what I'm talking about. The WWE draft is back. Oh, I can't wait to see uh, who goes to what show. Uh, we have NXT call-ups that are possibly going to come up to main roster. Uh, where does that leave SmackDown? I can go down the list of all the champions, fellas, and I want you to tell me if you think that these champions are going to stay on their respective brands or if they're going to go somewhere else. And then we're going to go into our top five draft picks. Who do you think the top five draft picks of this new draft is? And who would you draft to either show and why? So, right now in NXT, uh, we have two new champions uh, from Stand and Deliver over SmackDown, uh, excuse me, over uh, WrestleMania weekend. Indy Hartwell has won the women's championship in NXT and Carmelo Hayes is now the captain of the ship uh, USS NXT he is driving it and he's really changing a couple of things uh, NXT has a bunch of new talent that I, they they have some exciting matches man and I, I would hate to, to I know it, you guys really don't watch a lot of NXT but it's some new guys, man, that you guys got to put your eyes on to see these cats is really moving and doing some things. But now we have new champions in Indy Hartwell and Carmelo Hayes. Braun Breaker has uh, turned heel. So what does that lead him? Do you think he's going to come up to main roster? Do you think he's going to be a heel leading into main roster? Um, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, SmackDown, Rhea Ripley is champion. Uh, I'm not sure if Judgment Day is going to come to SmackDown with her or if they're going to stay on Monday Night Raw. And of course, the undisputed WWE champion Roman Reigns is the champion of everything. The whole <laughs> He runs the island of red relevancy. Uh, Roman Reigns is, is really carrying the WWE into this new era of sports entertainment. Uh, on Monday Night Raw, we have Bianca Belair, who has uh, been dominant as a champion, man. And she actually has a new streak uh, 
you know, winning all three of her WrestleMania matches is Bianca Belair, Mrs. WrestleMania. Hmm. That's a question. Uh, U.S. champion Austin Theory is there holding things down. Um, and then you have the undisputed tag team champions, Sami Zayn and KO, uh, who KO just got uh, jumped again <laughs> on Monday Night Raw. Uh, this man needs uh, some serious backup. Um, even though they did come in late to help him, uh, you know, they should have been on point. KO definitely needs some help, man, because he don't mind getting beat up. I don't, I don't understand that. Uh, but he definitely fights back. Um, and then, where does that leave? Charlotte Flair, Oscar, uh, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, and Steph freaking Rollins. Let me go over to the wrestler of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Where do you want to see some of these people move around to? And who do you think will benefit on their respective brands? Honestly, I think it's if we're gonna shake things up, let's let's shake it up completely. Let's we have to include NXT in this. If we have to take some of the guys from main roster and take them down to NXT, I'm completely fine with that. If we can take Seth Rollins down there and do a couple things, that'll be dope. Uh Seth Rollins and Carmelo Hayes would be an amazing match. Uh Ron Breaker coming up. Who's who's to say who's he gonna step in the ring with? Uh, Braun Breaker and Gunther would be a very interesting match. Um, Braun Breaker and Bobby Lashley would be an interesting match. Braun Breaker and, and Brock Lesnar would be a very interesting match. But he just turned heel, so it only remains to be seen is what they're actually going to do with him. Um, as far as the women's division, you have to say, Bianca Belair is out there doing a thing. Um, I don't really... Uh, I take that back. Zoe Stark and Bianca Belair would be an amazing match. Uh, even Oscar, if we throw Oscar in the mix with some of these women, um, would be amazing. It was just, I really feel like this year they need to really shake it up completely. If you're going to shake things up, shake up NXT, shake up SmackDown, shake up Raw, and see what happens. Uh, I like a little shaking, shaking bake, <laughs> as the great Ricky Bobby uh, would say. LPZ. What do you think about this draft, man? Who do you think will benefit by moving around to a different brand? Uh, and who are you excited to see on either Monday Night Raw or SmackDown? Uh, you know, saying we got possibly got some new matchups happening. So what you think? Uh, I, I think I really think they should change all the champions. Like every champion where well, Roman goes both shows, I guess Roman doesn't count. So put Brand Goon through the Raw, then Bianca to SmackDown. Uh, I guess Lee Rhea on Raw because you can't have both of them on Raw. I don't, I don't know how they would do it with Rhea. Um, Austin Theory, send him to SmackDown. Uh, that's all the belts, right? Uh, well, separate, take one of the belts from uh, uh, KO and. Um, Sammy, I had a, a brain for it. Take, take, split the belts back up. Um, they need, if they're not going to split Roman belts up, then they need to put Roman on one show and not have him float. Well, he barely works anyway, but have him on both shows. Um, I'm kind of like 
you know, kind of a miss everything. If you're gonna shake it up, everybody, it needs to be major. The minor people, who cares? But the major stars need to be switched. Like nobody cares where maximum male models go or <laughs> Fandango. <laughs> if it's, I mean, just you know, they'll do them, they'll do them other little trades and act like they big deals. No, send Seth Rollins. I don't think Seth Rollins is going nowhere. Raw needs Seth Rollins. Raw, Seth, I don't see Seth going anywhere unless he's going to start fighting for that belt. Um, well, I didn't see Drew going to SmackDown, and, you know, here we are. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think I think when they originally sent Drew to SmackDown, it was to get him away from Bobby at that time that they sent him. So I think sometimes they're going to reorganize stuff because, to be perfectly honest, Roman is on SmackDown, but I haven't seen Roman... Has Roman ever fought Sheamus? Uh, they they kind of he's fought Not in the past, but they had uh this thing, this interaction with with the Bloodline and and the Brawling Brutes, and then uh apparently the Usos injured Sheamus. Uh, yeah, but they got some they got some people over there. They keep on saying Roman beating everybody. Roman has beat a lot of folks, but there's still some people that they really could have, you know, going toward Roman now with Cody. Definitely gonna be fighting Brock um, at the next pay per view. It's like who's about to step up to Roman? Is Roman gonna have a pay per view off? <laughs> like uh, what's going on with that? So uh, like, there's nobody right now looking at Roman. Like Roman got a Roman got a bye week, about months. <laughs> so as I said before, it's a long time to SummerSlam. It's too, it's too long for SummerSlam. So Roman has to have a contender. So I think Cody's about to put the gold dust outfit back on. <laughs> you think he's about to turn back the stardust? He about to put he about to put the stardust uh back on. Oh, not stardust. Cody is about to go down. If Cody loses the Brock, he's definitely going down. But like Cody, they're gonna do Cody just like they did Drew. Drew was right, Drew, Drew was right there, lost and Started going down. I think Cody is about to do the same thing. And oh, what Mr. Everything was saying about The Rock, I told you guys, The Rock is not popular right now. So The Rock is going to come back. He he needs the fans. The Rock is catching hell because of the stuff that went on with Black Adam and all the other stuff. So he's not very popular outside of the wrestling world. He's going to come back. I've heard this thing, and I want you to, to you know let me know if you guys have heard this term also. Um, they've been calling Dwayne The Rock Johnson a franchise killer. Um, yeah. have you guys heard that? Yes, and he is. Um, I, you know, I am a huge Rock fan. Uh, I and I really like him as a businessman. I like him as a, a brand, and I, you know, I loved him as a wrestler. I don't want to put that. Stank on his name by calling him or referring to him, uh, or even listening to the blasphemy of people calling him a franchise killer, man. Uh, <laughs> LP, man, what you what you got to say about that, brother? Like when I've heard it, and you know I'm big on movies, so when people were talking about, it, they started breaking down why is he a franchise killer. And first, you look at uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth, which the very first Journey to the Center of the Earth starred Brandon Fraser. They got rid of Brandon Fraser. They brought The Rock in. The second movie was trash. G.I. <laughs> Joe. Shannon Tatum was Duke. And G.I. Joe. If y'all old enough, 
Y'all know who Duke is on G.I. Joe, the one of the main stars. What they do in G.I. Mm -hmm. Joe, they killed off Duke and made Roblox. I love it some Roblox. <laughs> I love it some Roblox, but they made Roblox. It's funny because they killed off all the G.I. Joes. <laughs> Martin Wayne, everybody died except for the rock and like four of the people and Bruce Willis for whatever the hell reason. So what happened to G.I. Joe? That went down. They added him to the Fast and the Furious. Everybody know him and Vin Diesel did not get along in the Fast and the Furious. And if you look at the last movie that The Rock was in with Vin Diesel, they didn't even film a scene together. Each time they were talking, they, they wouldn't even be in the same room together. So The Rock left. He did Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw did decent, but it didn't do what uh, Fast and Furious does. And that's why The Rock hasn't been back. Bring out Black Adam. The Rock, wanted, the Rock was Black Adam. But The Rock made Black Adam. He made Black Adam The Rock. He didn't portray Black Adam. He made him be The Rock. The movie was trash. It's, a lot of people don't like it. It's horrible. The Rock ruined. And then, to get even deeper, Shazam, that just came out, the guy that plays Shazam wanted some of the people who want a Hawkman and somebody else to do a cameo in Shazam. The Rock shut it down. Warner Brothers gave the Rock all this power. The Rock said he didn't want none of his people to be in there. And The Rock would never show up in Shazam. And if you know comic book, Black Adam and Shazam, they go hand to hand. The Rock was too worried about Superman. So the Rock did all this stuff. And he lied, and he lied about the box office from... <laughs> Like the rock, I love the rock. I'm one of the biggest rock fans ever. But like now, I smell, I smell something. <laughs> 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 it's the rock, and his popularity is going down. So where's the one place that the rock is always home? WWE, and that's why he's gonna fight Roman. Whether he he gonna try to be, I'm gonna get booed personally. He gonna get booed just like Hulk Hogan and Ron um, back in the days. They gonna cheer Roman. Watch what I tell you. I don't know if it's gonna be SummerSlam or when it's gonna be, but The Rock is definitely gonna come back because he hurt. Him. I don't oh, know, man. You know this. Even though The Rock is is healthy and he's in shape, you still got to remember The Rock is is pushing what fifty four. I we just watched Shane McMahon blow out his quads, man. He, he did. He transformed into a, a Decepticon on stage in front of everybody. <laughs> he just broke down. Both of his quads just gave out on me. You know, it just looked bad. Him man, his daddy ain't got good quads. They, <laughs> uh, but I don't want to see all these old guys come back and fight because they're trying to make wrestling relevant now. You know what I'm saying? And I love The Rock, don't get me wrong, and I, I think that Hollywood would have been the perfect opportunity to do Rock versus Roman. Yeah. I don't know if Philly makes sense to me. Maybe, the, I mean, 40. I mean, this is WrestleMania 40, and if you're going to do a, you know, a milestone like that, I guess you would have a big name match. And I'm not sure what source you heard that from where they're going to try to do that. I would love for that to happen. But I don't know. But, you know, I heard that, that daddy is back in the driver's seat 
Uh, <laughs> McMahon is back in Gorilla again. So possibly, you know, because Vince like bringing his favorites back, man. Um, so possibly that might happen, but we shall see. Mr. Everything. If you, if you go ahead. Go ahead. Well, if I really feel like, I don't know if everybody else feels this way, but I really feel like Paul Heyman needs to book WrestleMania for it. That Philadelphia is his wheelhouse. Uh, ECW Arena, ECW, everything. That is his wheelhouse. He knows the Philadelphia fans. I think Paul Heyman really needs to book WrestleMania 40. Does that mean bringing back all ECW uh, superstars? No. 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 (laughs) Not at all. Uh, Maybe a couple of them. A couple of them. A couple of them. But not all of them. Um, I mean, the ones that really went out there and got busy. I would love to see uh, if he's still in ring shape, Steve Queen on Kevin Owens. Uh, I would love to see C.W. Anderson get a spot on WrestleMania if that's possible. Uh, definitely not Tommy Dreamer. Sorry, love you, Tommy. But uh, last couple of things that he's been doing ain't been too good. And Tommy Dreamer's getting to that age where getting up in the morning is a privilege. Um, <laughs> Rob Van Dam, I can see him being out there, but you would have to do, <laughs> as funny as it sounds, Rob Van Dam and, and Matt Riddle <laughs> type of thing. Um, I don't know, man. I, I really feel like, but I really feel like Paul Heyman needs to book WrestleMania 40 and let him be the creative uh, monster behind that entire thing because he knows that audience better than anybody else. Yeah, Philly, man, is definitely a, a wrestling hub, man. You have these uh, spots all around the country uh, where wrestling does really well in it and uh, people are respected for being wrestling fans. Uh, Philly, it's definitely uh, at the top of that, at the top of that list, at least in the top five wrestling places. Uh, I, I, I will give that argument, man. Uh, and of, of course, you got Florida, Texas, North Carolina, um, Tennessee, and, you know, uh, Philly. I would say Philly. And then, you know, when it comes to another big wrestling hub, uh, the whole Canada is a whole nother, a whole nother reach uh, and of, of real wrestling, man. So uh, I, I definitely want to see what they're going to come up with for WrestleMania 40. I think that's going to be big. And if they do Rock versus Roman, I want to see that because that is a generational fight. And you can add so many elements and so many uh, stories to that. And you write LP that would, you know, give The Rock a confidence boost and reinforce his fan base. Because every time The Rock comes to the WWE, he uh, reinforces his fan base. And so I think if he does that again, then the next movie role that he decides that he wants to move into, uh, he'll have a little bit more, you know, a little bit more clout. But he's doing a lot of things with the XFL and um, with all his other endeavors, man. He, he's doing really well. Um, I would love to see The Rock put on some put on some boots one more time and, and and take off the elbow and you know what I'm saying later later SmackDown with some cats. I would love to see that. Um, but will it happen? I think no. I think it, I he's, he's 
He's getting ready to do a live action Moana too. So let's not forget that he's doing yeah, a live we action. Got Moana, Moana coming out. He ain't which is about going to be right very, now. very interesting to. to <laughs> get a little ridiculous. My my wife is like one of the biggest Moana fans in the world, which I don't. I never thought the movie was all that, but she loves it. And when she first told me, I said, uh, "Maui was kind of chunky." Like Maui looks like the rest of the Samoans, like the old school Allen boys. Rock, they're gonna have to do so. It's gonna be CGI. It gotta be something. The Rock, big, over muscular ass. The <laughs> Talk about your welcome. That is gonna be the most. <laughs> that was gonna. That is going to look ridiculous. So I hope Give they do. Solo. Huh? <laughs> Give it the solo. Give it the solo. <laughs> No. <laughs> the rock? Nah, man, the rock. He got to wear a fat suit or something because it's just not gonna look right for his big tail to be talking, <laughs> trying to trying to do it, man. Like these live action movies already ain't that great as it is. So this one, uh, hey, I'm just telling you, if they do the live action Moana movie, the one song that I want to hear. I want to feel shiny. I want to see how they do that. That's my damn boy. I want to feel shiny. Yeah. With the big crap. Yeah, I want to see that get shiny. Roman Reigns probably going to be the chicken. Oh, man. Y'all, y'all hate no. Why you got the head on the tribal chief like that? If they do a I bet you the bloodline, I bet you all them going to have a cameo somewhere in that damn movie. I guarantee you, it's I gonna be some more. It's gonna be oh, some more. Man, I'm surprised the Usos weren't in uh Hobbs and Shaw because you know Roman was in Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, yeah he, and he almost he almost uh killed the daggone cameraman. And yeah, movie. I seen that. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, y'all start hating on the great one. Uh, but I would love to see Roman Reigns go one on one with the great one. I think that's going to be great. All right, fellas, let's go over to the Best Damn Nation, man, and read some of these comments, man, off of YouTube. Uh, Slim Majors, what's happening? Uh, do you think Cody beating Brock would add more credibility to him and his chase? Ooh, interesting question. Let me get that to LP. He said, does it add it to what now? Uh, do you think Cody beating Brock would add more credibility to him, uh, to Cody Rose as a wrestler, uh, and to his chase for the WWE Championship? Does he really need to do it, though? I think it would add to it, but it won't add to it. Like, I don't know. I like Brock. I've been a bit Brock. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Brock fan half the time. Sometimes I hate him, but, you know, I like Brock. But Cody don't need to go through Brock. He just went straight to Roman. Like you just fought for the main belt. He should have. He should have fought Brock before he got to Roman. That would make more sense. Now he hustling backwards. Like why you gotta fight? Why you gotta fight uh, him now when he was able to go? I mean, Cody been wrestling. Cody has won a lot of matches since he since he been back. But he ain't really beat no. He ain't really beat other than Seth Rollins. Who has he really beat? He beat. Uh, who he be? He had, a, he had a banger of a match with Chad Gable, and we spoke to spoke of that about that uh, before. Whenever Cody faces a wrestler, man, the wrestlers always kind of give him a little, 
a little trouble, man. Uh, you know, Chad Gable is, is really underlooked and, and uh he's been utilized on every show, just about every major show. Uh, but no big, no big name. Seth Seth is the only big name that he Seth, has beat. Yeah, Seth is his big well, Roman now. Well, you know, that he's faced Roman, but uh you know, Seth and Roman. I mean, he, that's in good company, man, for him coming back. Uh, I'm trying to remember who else he's fought. Uh, I think The Miz. He fought The Miz, right? Yeah, I think The Miz. Uh, he fought somebody on Smack. He fought uh, L.A. Knight. Did he fight L.A. Knight? Or oh, that Raven thing I'm thinking about. Did he fight L.A. Knight one time? I want to see. He, I don't know. I don't know. But you're, but you're right. He hasn't, he hasn't really uh, put in the work for it. You know what I'm saying, and I, I and honestly, I really do believe that this WrestleMania was a little premature for Cody to come and shine. Um, even though I enjoyed it, I think that Gunther would have had about a better spot because Gunther would lose nothing by losing. You know what I'm saying? Ah, uh, he would lose a little bit of momentum. Gunther got that momentum going right now, and to be honest, they're not pushing Gunther. Gunther, the fans are starting to embrace Gunther, but Vince, Triple H, or whatever, they haven't gave Gunther that push yet. Like, you're really paying attention. They let him do his little stuff, but, like, they're not pushing him. I don't think Gunther's ready. I, and, you know, I'm a Gunther fan. I don't think Gunther's ready for that yet. He's getting there, but I don't I don't think for them to put him against Roman, that just would have been a throwaway match. Like, most of Roman matches are down. Throwaway matches. Whoever Roman fight next, He's probably going to fight L.A. Knight or some, some bullshit. <laughs> he I don't like L.A. Knight. Yeah. <laughs> he won't step in the ring with Bobby. Bobby Lashley. He keep on running from Bobby. Stop running from Bobby. I'm never – if he beat Bobby straight up with no help, then I would give him a little bit more credit. But he'll or not, Roman can, can't Roman can't beat nobody straight up. Check the, check the stats. Right, so – Roman can't win no. straight. Up. Yeah, he, he really can't. Uh, real quick, since Cody's been back, he has been in the ring with and defeated uh, Finn Balor on Monday Night Raw. Um, he beat Baron Corbin on Monday Night Raw. Uh, let's see, Chad Gable on Raw. Uh, L.A. Knight, he did wrestle L.A. Knight and beat him on Monday Night Raw. And Ludwig Kaiser. And Austin Theory. But he beat Austin Theory by a DQ. Mm. So, like, he's done, he done enough. Does he need to Does he need to fight Bro, I think he's proven this there. Because he's done all, he did all those matches in between when he came back to WrestleMania. But he had, I don't know, matches in what, like two months? So he's been wrestling. Yeah, he's been wrestling. I can honestly say that he's been really wrestling, man. And he's a, a, a dominant force on Monday Night Raw, man. And, uh, man, let's go ahead and talk about it. Because <laughs> I know we were, we were talking about the draft and we're all excited about the draft. And I think that this shakeup of things is definitely going to be interesting. But let's go to Monday Night Raw real quick. Um, the, this past Monday Night Raw, the, the Monday before this week, um, we saw Brock come out to ring to aid Cody. We thought that it was going to be Brock and Cody versus the bloodline uh, being uh, 
Solo Sokoa and your tribal chief, Roman Reigns. And Brock Lesnar, before the match even started, turned on Cody. He started beating the hell out of Cody. Roman Reigns looked at Solo. He was like, hey, this ain't our beef. Let's go. <laughs> they stepped out the ring. Uh, they got the hell out of there. And Brock Lesnar proceeded to maul Cody Rhodes in the middle of the ring, on the outside of the ring. Uh, and then ultimately, F5, Cody Rhodes onto the stairs. Uh, he brutalized Cody Rhodes in something, uh, something, something awful, man. Uh, this past Monday, Cody Rhodes wanted to address it. Uh, he was like, you saw what Brock did to me. Uh, I think Brock did that to me because uh, of his spot and where he was at WrestleMania. Maybe he wasn't happy about his spot. So he had to take it out on the new hot student that's coming in to take his spot. Um, and so Cody's gave the explanation of, hey, man, I'm I'm afraid of Brock Lesnar. I'm not afraid to fight him. But I, I know the reputation of the person who I'm stepping in the ring with. I know that he's the big, bad beast. Uh, but I am Cody Rhodes. I'm not afraid to face him. And then he challenged Brock Lesnar to a match at Batlash because he could not get his rematch with Roman Reigns. Mr. Everything, I want you to give your input on this thing. Are you excited? To see Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar at Backlash. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not really sure because, again, we, we were just talking about it. What does it do for Cody Rhodes? If he loses, he's going to go right back to the bottom of the barrel. If he wins, what does that do for Brock Lesnar? Like, what happens to Brock Lesnar? I really feel like this is like a, an attack on the, the new young guys by the legends um, that's been going on this last couple of weeks. But Cody Rose and Brock Lesnar, it does add some type of an, an interesting uh, change of things. It's like we, we, we're, we're on a whole different multiverse. You know, so somebody went and messed with the multiverse and now everything started to split. You know, everything was going this way and then someone took a, a, an Infinity Stone and then now it went the other way. So, it's going to be interesting to see um, the match itself is, is, is very complicated, truthfully, because Brock Lesnar is not a wrestling, not a wrestling guy anymore. He goes in, he's a brawler. He goes in, he's going to lay waste to you, and that's it. Cody Rose is one of the guys that you, between the two of them would be a wrestling guy. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all works out and how it all plays out. Uh, who would I put my money on? I, I would have to say Cody, only because <laughs> it, it just makes sense story-wise. just doesn't make sense on paper. <laughs> But it makes sense as far as the story. I mean, if you're going to push Cody against Roman again at SummerSlam, then Cody would have to win at Backlash. If he loses, then everybody's going to sit around and think, okay, well, does that mean Brock Lesnar gets Roman at SummerSlam? I don't know. 
It, it just remains to be seen. Man, you really think that Vince McMahon and Triple H is going to put Cody Rose over Brock Lesnar? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, man. Listen, stranger things have happened. <laughs> what? I mean, but why? I understand why. I understand why. I understand why. But, man, I don't see that. I don't see Brock laying down for Cody Jack. LP, am I tripping on that? Do you think that Cody Rose is going to go over Brock Lesnar? Do you see Brock laying down for the one, two, three for Cody Rhodes. Uh, he kind of got to. Like, if he, just like we just said, if he don't, it's over for Cody. Like, it's a wrap. So y'all took all this time to bring Cody back, spent his money, brought him back in for nothing Um, if he doesn't win. So, like, Brock, Brock, he can't keep on holding people back. Like, bro, like, I already talked about whole Amos, Amos. <laughs> like, you got to start losing the people, man. Like, what are you What are you even here? What are you doing? You're not going to get the belt. Well, I ain't going to say that. Because Brock, everybody know Brock. Vince is Brock's boy. You know, Vince and Brock are tight. So, uh, you think him, I was in theory, tight. Uh, Vince love him some Brock Lesnar. You know, Brock, they say Brock, they say Brock is untouchable uh backstage. Like he's done a lot of stuff he wasn't supposed to do. Like like when he hurt that referee, when he he what was that? What pay-per-view was that when he got when he got in the Royal Rumble and I think he threw a referee or he did something, he wasn't supposed to do that. Yeah, yeah. But he said Brock don't get no heat. You know, hell Brock was the same person that used to come down with Papa John's <laughs> on his shorts. Brock said, I'm a I'ma advertise this whether y'all like it or not. So I think it's up to Brock. I don't even think it's up to I think it's up to Brock and Vince. But if you're gonna do that to Cody, man, like I understand why Cody didn't win at WrestleMania. And also, let's not forget, you think Triple H forgot about Cody smashing the throne. Of course. The, not. Game, the game has not forgot. The game has that. not forgotten. So Business is business, but you never should have smashed the throne. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I, I kind of think Brock got to me. It's like, damn, Brock, like what? <laughs> just like you said, Brock don't even care about wrestling. You could tell he didn't get a check. Like, he don't care about this. He's good at it. It's easy money. UFC, you got to train and you got to fight for real, for real. So WWE is easy money for him. So yeah, ah. yeah, I definitely, I definitely see that, man. Um, I'm excited to see this match, and I want to see if Cody can conquer the beast. This is going to be uh, interesting, uh, fellas. Um, and to happen that backlash, and this, it looks like backlash is kind of shaping up to be a very interesting show. We have Bad Bunny who's going to host the show, but it looks more and more like Bad Bunny might have his first one-on-one match. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to be with Dominic, and I'm not sure if it's with Damian Priest. I know if it's with Damian Priest, Damian Priest is going to make him look good, but he is also going to punish Bad Bunny, let's be honest. Um, he's going to protect him. But Dominic, I don't know what Sloppy Dom is going to do uh, facing uh, Bad Bunny. That would be interesting because Dom has more heat 
uh, on him in the company than anybody else, buddy. Anybody. Uh, he got more heat than Roman Reigns. Uh, he got more heat than uh, Baron Corbin. But Baron Corbin is looking more and more like bum-ass Corbin. I don't know what's going on with Baron Corbin. I think the draft is going to do wonders for him and his career, man. Let's see where that, that shapes him up at. Um, but this card for um, Backlash is looking pretty good. Also, um, we might have Bianca Belair versus EO Sky. It looks like there's a little bit of tension in damage control, fellas. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, Bailey had went into the office of uh, Adam Pierce to kind of ask for another opportunity for damage control as far as the tag titles are concerned and also a possible one-on-one uh, championship match with Bianca Belair. And then the girls was like, hey, hold up. Why you always got to get <laughs> Why you always got to get these championship opportunities, baby? Why can't one of us get it? And it was like, hey, what up? It ain't no tension. Ain't no beef. You know what I'm saying? We all girls here. Damage control. You know, it's okay. I'm going to go and talk to the man, and I'm going to see if one of y'all can get an opportunity. And Bailey did her thing. EO Sky had her opportunity in, the, in a, uh, a match with her... Um, Do drop, uh, good name, man. Do it's Piper Nibble. I think she should need to go back to Do Drop. I like Do Drop, I don't like Pepper. I don't like Pepper, you know what I'm saying? Well, her, her original name was Piper Nibble. I know yeah. it is, but it, you know, looking at it again, I'm like, you know, even though I hated Do Drop going into it, Do Drop kind of had some style to it. She kind of took it and made it her own and then became a bad guy out of nowhere, and then you know. Yeah. Even I was okay with that. But then when she switched her name to Piper Nevin, I was like, eh, why would you go back? Just keep what you got. You know what I'm saying? Like Butch. Butch. We all know Pete Dunn is Butch. But Butch, I love the Butch character more than I love the Pete Dunn. And I love a Pete Dunn's truck. You know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong. Um, but some sometimes, you know, changing your character, if you embrace the character, um, you can do a lot of things with it. Um, but she went back to her original name, which is Piper Niven. Um, and then uh, Mia Yim was in the match also. Uh, EO Sky came out on top with a beautiful moonsault. She, man, she does, she got one of the prettiest moonsaults in the business. Uh, she won that match. And now we have Bianca Belair versus EO Sky. I'm actually excited to see it because the last time they fought, they put on a pretty good match on Monday Night Raw. Mr. Everything, are you excited to see Bianca Belair versus EO Sky? Yes and no. Mainly <laughs> because, <laughs> no, seriously, I mean, because Bianca and Oscar was good, but it wasn't great. Like, it definitely could have been better. Um, I think it's more so of whoever is going to be the agent for this match that's going to make it as good as it can be. Uh, if you let these ladies go out there and do their thing, then no one ages it, it's going to be great. If you have somebody go in there and try to tell them exactly what to do, how to do it, and when to do it, we're going to get some mediocre, okay, that was a match. Uh, okay, cool, Bianca's still champion. But they really need to let a lot of these superstars like Bianca, EO, Oscar, go out there and just do their thing. Don't tell them, no, you can't do this. Don't tell them, no, don't do that. Let them go out there and do their thing. Let EO be the ego of Japan. Let Bianca be 
just amazing superstar that we all know that she can be. And let them go out there and do their thing. So, uh, yeah, if, if they let them just go out there and, and do whatever it is they want to do, it's going to be an amazing match. I definitely agree with you, man. Let's go out to the Best Damn Nation and read some of these comments, man. Uh, we got a comment that says, uh, Bailey is being a hater. And I know she will mess with EO Sky uh, in the fight against Bianca Belair. I, I can definitely see a little tension happening uh, with that. Uh, LP, what do you think about that? Do you think that Bailey will get involved some some way in the fight between Bianca and EO Sky? Yeah, I, I can see that happening, but I don't see why it would happen because them in control being fake, any one of them being the face. It's not going to work. Damage control, leave them as heels. Don't break up that thing that's working over there with them. Um, Bailey definitely going to stay a heel, but that mean, that would mean EO Sky or one, or I forgot all that girl name. Would, one of them would have to be become a face if they go against Bailey, which I don't know. I don't, think to, I don't think they need to do that. Um, I mean, I know we ain't talked about the whole thing with Trish, but, uh, we're getting into that. We're going. They just gave away the tag team championship Monday. So the tag team championships right now for the female side don't even really mean nothing. Like damage control can can kind of boost it up because they to me they come up with more of a tag team than these made up tag teams that keep on bringing. Um, I think the female division really needs some true tag team. Like the iconics, they got on my damn nerves. Yeah. So bad. But those girls were a true heel tag team. And you can't take that away from them. Like I said, they was, oh my God. I can imagine being locked in a room with both of them for five minutes. I would blow my brains out. <laughs> but, but like they were a tag team. Like I think we talked about this one time before. There aren't any female tag teams. Like true tag teams. True tag teams, yeah. Not one. Like there ain't one. I don't know if it's, uh, there are some of NXT they can come over or something, but all these they don't even need belt <clears throat> right now. If they're not going to treat it like a tag team belt, just you know, big lips and leader having a belt that made no sense any damn way. But you know, I'm glad that's over. Yeah. Uh, let me go back out to the best damn nation, man. The comments keep coming in. Hold on. Let me. Let I would. First, I got to acknowledge royalty when I see it. Mama, everything is on here. Uh, she said, hello, guys. Hello, my wonderful son. I'll speak to you, mama, uh, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Ma? Where are you seeing the comments at? I don't even see her coming. But hi, Ma. How you doing? Her, bir her birthday is just coming Saturday, guys. So wish Mama everything. A very, very happy birthday is coming happy this Saturday. Happy, happy birthday, Mama everything. Yeah, you enjoy your day, baby. Do your thing. You know what I'm saying? Go out two-step. You know what I'm saying? Get something to eat. Do what you do, mama, everything. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy your birthday. You know what I'm saying? That's on the fellas. You know what I'm saying? You got something to say, LP? Happy birthday. You deserve it. Make, yeah. sure, that, make sure that boy does something special for you. There you go. I'm going to I'm going to go see her on Friday. You don't get on my back. Don't just go see her. Come with the green, buddy. Come with the green. Right, I'm going to stop at your house first, then. Mr. One Click. <laughs> I, might, I might not be here. 
Oh, man. That's what I'm talking about. Birthdays are celebrating, Jack. Oh, man. Um, Let's see something else, man. Uh, this is the end of damage control. Uh, we also got another comment that says, uh, Bailey is better competition for Bianca Belair. Um, actually, I, I think that EO Sky has a lot of skin in the game. Um, back in NXT, she was champion for a while. I remember she was dominating everybody in NXT, man. And then she came to main roster and immediately became a tag team champion. So you got to put some respect on her name. Uh, Dakota Kai is, is, a, is a great um, competitor also, man, but EO Sky is, is the one. I think her only barrier is, is language, but just like Oscar, she's finding a way to kind of navigate that. And uh, I, I want to see more of EO in the ring because she she has a great wrestling style and she's strong uh, and she's deceivingly uh, really, uh, a really good character, man. So I want to see where that goes. Uh, LP, you just mentioned this a few minutes ago, man. We knew how, we, uh, <laughs> Excuse me. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I had to clear my palate real quick. I got a I got a tongue twister. <laughs> but uh we have new female tag team champions in Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan. Um, I'm excited to see it. I think they gelled really well as a team. I, at first, we were like, this is a random ass put together team. I don't know why they would put these two people together like that, but it ended up paying off dividends. They had some uh, some really cool looking uh, combination moves. Uh, they're, they're, they're baby faces. I mean, they look good, and there was an attack backstage that took out WWE legend leader. Um, and so she could not compete in the match. Trish Stratus, legendary uh, WWE wrestler, stepped in and said, hey, I got your back. I'll step in leader's place and we'll defend these belts together. Um, they fought the match. The match was good. Uh, for the most part, uh, Trish Stratus had definitely had some rings. She definitely has some ring rust. Which one of y'all want to talk about this ring rust real quick? I watched the match and I'm like, oh gosh, she she was messing up moves. The girls were really helping her on all of her moves. LP, you alluded to it. You said that she can't really hang with these new chicks that's out here doing all these uh, power moves and flippity floppities. So uh, talk about it real quick, man. Um, did you enjoy this match uh, with Trish Stratus? Uh, facing Becky Lynch, and then of course at the end of the match, we saw Trish Stratus turn her back on Becky Lynch. Talk about it. Uh, yeah, you know they about to have Becky versus Trish at <laughs> and I don't know why. If anything, let Lita do it. At least Lita's a little better now. She's not much better, um, but to Becky, uh, why, why? And I'm pretty sure Lita was the one that attacked her. I mean, uh, Trish was the one that attacked her backstage. So, yeah, I'd rather see Trish versus, uh, where your girl at? Alexa Bliss. That match would have made more sense because they kind of mirror images a little bit of each other. Like, you know, character-wise. Yeah, I, I I don't know where this is going. Like, 
to me, the female division, they say AEW female division got problems, but WWE female division has a lot of problems. Like they don't have nobody who I don't know who's writing for them, but like nobody seems to care. I don't know. I kind of think WWE doing it on purpose. And this may <laughs> y'all may not agree, but the females have outshined the men in a lot of major pay-per-views. Money in the bank. Yep. Uh damn uh elimination chain. Like they have actually elevated so fast that it almost seemed like they're trying to pull them back a little bit. With, with the bad writing um, or letting these characters, it's like you're talking about uh, Dewdrop or whatever. If these characters, if these characters are established in NXT, why change them when they come to WWE? And most of the time, it does not work. You can you can flip a coin. Majority of the time, when they change the characters, look at Karrion Cross, look at uh, hell, look at all of them. To be perfectly honest, with like maybe wh- who who has came over NXT? Change their character and it worked like recently. I ain't talking about like the last couple of years. Like, I can't think of nobody. If you make it, you make it uh, say Austin Theory, maybe. Well, but, no, no, I'm, I'm, okay. We can say a couple of people, and let's be honest with you. Walter, he was known as Walter for the years, and he wrestled in WWE uh, on the European brand as Walter. And when he came to uh, NXT, he was Walter. And then he changed his name to Gunther once he got to main roster. And it worked wonders for him. We also see Pete Dunne uh, switch his name to Butch. And then, albeit everybody was so confused and they didn't know what was going on, Butch has quickly become a beloved member of the WWE Universe. And people like Butch. I still enjoy Butch, even with um, his his Pete Dunn-esque still character. You know what I'm saying? A, a lot of people have made those changes once they came up to main roster. Uh, even Rhea Ripley was a little different than she is now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm just saying yeah, most okay. most of the time does it work? Would you say Would you say it's half majority or less than half? I say it's less than half. I say it's less than half. That's less than half. Because you got Imperium. Imperium came up and did good. But they're still their own characters, though. They were Imperium and NXT. They didn't change. You know what I'm saying? They changed their names, though. Uh, Well, the only person... Well, yeah. 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 But they had the same kind of though, right? I mean, it's the same character, though, so it's it's not completely different. You know what I'm saying? Like, a Butch would be something different, because Butch came up, and he was, you know, this wild man. You know what I'm saying? Tasmanian devil of a little guy that was terrorizing <laughs> everybody. And, uh, and so, uh, certain people have come up. Obviously, Karrion Cross is one of those stories where he was lucky, because he came up the main roster, changed his character, got fired, then got hired back. And then he was able to do more of what he was kind of doing in NXT. But is it really getting over with people? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't think it was really getting over in NXT either. Uh, I'll, never, I'll never understand why he was popular, what he what he needed to do. Hey, do, man, y'all, do y'all think the NXT characters should stay the same when it comes to WWE? Um, I, think if they take, I think if they put the time to establish their character and, and – 
establish their identity as a character. For instance, I would hate for somebody who I'm watching in NXT. Like, for instance, if, if Braun Breaker was to come out uh, up to main roster and he was now known as... Chicken Nugget. Chicken Tim the Tank. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know, it would it would take some time to kind of get over on me and a lot of fans, man. I was like, why would you do that? Um, but I think that Triple H respects the, the mold that he helped create uh, with NXT enough to know, hey, this has been working in NXT. This person has been getting over. They didn't change. They didn't change Solo when he came up. Solo was still Solo. Yeah, I'm mean, just gonna say. You know, I don't watch NXT, but I'm just saying. How many people yeah. get that? It ain't I would a say lot. less than half. Less than half. Not everybody's successful like that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I would say less than half. And then if you go, if you come to NXT, come to the main roster. Go back to NXT, and you changing your character. Like I don't know who that Reginald dude was. But I saw what he turned in the script because I saw people clowning it. The black guy. Reggie. <laughs> yeah, so I saw. I thought. Really? I was like, "What kind of mask is that?" But it was like everybody knew who it was. I saw the big joke, but like they made that dude a joke. I don't know how. I don't know how good he was before he came to the main roster when he was with um, Carmelo and the girls or whatever. But was he any good when he was in NXT? Uh, good. Well, you know, define good. You know what I'm saying? He was circus. <laughs> he was he was circus on that good. You know what I'm saying? He was athletically good. Um, even character developed. Reggie as a character kind of got over, and he was the 24 seven champion for a little bit before he went down to NXT and became Scripps. But you know what I'm saying? I, I think that Scripps is a, a heel character that he's kind of trying out. I, you know, I kind of like it. I didn't like the mask at first. I was like, what the hell kind of trash bag do he have on his head? Uh, I didn't get it at first, but then it kind of grew on me a little bit. So, you know, he, he's developing his character as an actual wrestler down in NXT by the name of Scripps, man. And he's, he's mid-card, but I don't know how that's going to translate, if that'll translate well on the main roster, and if anybody on the main roster would be afraid of scripts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know. The name don't even sound threatening. You know what I'm saying? Scripts sound like somebody who you get uh, bootleg prescription drugs off of. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When I look at the Carmelo <laughs> and I think what when he comes to the main roster, what's going to happen to him in the main roster? I just you know, the main roster will miss you up in a minute. Like, he seems like he will come to main roster and they will mess him up. Like, unless they're not, I, you know, I don't gave up on his hurt business dream. It's time for us to give it. It's time, it's time to give it up. They was hinting to it. They didn't do it for a reason. Vince probably said no. Triple H said no. I don't know, but I gave up. If it, if it come up later on, great. But I don't think we're going to get the hurt business back together. So I don't think that he would do he would come back. He would come, be a call up, and then they, uh, you know, they won't have nothing. But what, what, what is his character? And the old main roster, he'll be rapping. He'd be like, "What's up? What's up?" He gonna bring he gonna bring back our true old music. It's gonna be something ridiculous, <laughs> like they always do with with black characters. So, were the were the street prophets NXT? Yeah, the Street Profits yeah. were in NXT, and they had the same kind of characters 
when they transitioned over to main roster, um, which was, you know, the party party guys. You know what I'm saying? That really worked well for a lot of the promos and also promoting other things and other brands that you know, uh, that the uh, WWE promotes. Um, they were really good at promoting the matches for the night. I enjoyed that uh, when they were doing that as tag team champions on Monday Night Raw. Um, but I see what you mean. Uh, it, Carmelo Hayes is, is a great talent. And if they treat Carmelo Hayes right, he can be the next time Michaels. But I don't think that they he, they will treat him that well on main roster because re, main roster is still the land of the big men. Uh, smaller guys do okay now if they can really go and really wrestle. But, you know, if they have a strong character, uh, they can do well. But, you know, we see John, Johnny wrestling. Johnny Gargano is kind of struggling. Uh, you don't know where he is on the card. Johnny Wrestling used to be at the top of NXT. And, you know, he went down to NXT to face Grayson Waller in a, in a great match uh, during WrestleMania weekend, man. Uh, but we, we don't know where that leads. Um, Finn Balor is a smaller guy. He's had great success coming into uh, the main roster from NXT. He was one of those guys who was, uh, you know, a little bit smaller. They didn't quite know what to do with Finn, but they knew Finn Balor was an absolute star. Um, they, Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods, and we're going to keep on singing the praises of Xavier Woods for what he's doing, man. But Xavier Woods is a great wrestler, man. And he's not the biggest guy, but, I mean, he, he has beaten the likes of Bobby Lashley. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he, the boy is good, man. And he's crafty. And I think a lot of people sleep on Xavier Woods and his wrestling style, man. And he's really put a lot of people, uh, to the test when they come into that ring, man, because the boy is good. Uh, Kofi Kingston is another smaller guy. I don't know if Kofi came from NXT, though. I can't really remember if Kofi. Yeah, no, he did. Uh, NXT going around when Kofi came. Kofi, well, he probably came on probably a high or a higher value wrestling or something to the FCW. Yeah, yeah. For FCW. yeah. I think uh, it's I think it's time for the WWE to start pushing wrestlers. Like, and that may sound weird, but when I say that, I mean if you look at who let's let's look at who some of the top wrestlers right now really in WWE. Like wrestling wise, you probably would say Ricochet. Ricochet is great. Uh you gotta talk about um Chad Gable. Chad, Chad Gable, Mustafa Ali, like yeah. the guys that, Ford. Montez yeah. Ford, Xavier Woods. The guys who are really good often don't have good characters. Like, look, let's let's use Mustafa Ali for an example. How many characters has this guy had since he's been here? Like, this is, this is what this is just like this positive thing is what like. It's, it's like they don't know what to do with this guy. They thought they will give they thought they will give him a group of retribution. <laughs> that was horrible. So. I think what's killing a lot of these wrestlers is they don't have they don't have characters. Like you can't be you just can't be you can't be Roosevelt Conyers. You gotta be Mr. Everything. You gotta be somethings or it don't work. Like Johnny Gargano's whatever. He's Johnny Gargano's. That's to me that's generic as hell. So he doesn't have anything. Roman Reigns, Roman and the Uso, Uso's got each other. Solo got the whole, I don't talk to nobody. Uh, you know, they got character. 
And I think the biggest problem with all these stars, definitely all the female stars, they got a name, they got a little outfit, but they don't got no character. Like, they don't have... Who, who has character? The Miz is a character on his own. Like, the Miz has always been able to do the Miz. You look at The Rock, even Finn Balor. Finn Balor was great, but you remember Finn Balor didn't really get a push like everybody thought he would at one point in time. Judgment Day has made Finn Balor more of a character than he was. So, I, yeah, I think a lot of, even with Rhea, Rhea in the Judgment Day, Damien, Damien Priest has became more of a character. <laughs> but, like, look at all these Dominic stars. has found his identity in the Judgment like, Day. Like, yeah, now he has. So, a lot of these why we can't never find nobody to fight Roman and all that other kind of stuff is because to be perfect, I, Cody, Cody ain't got no character character. Like I need to see Cody not talk about his dad no more. And it's like, be Cody. Cody is, I think Cody helped because he went to AEW and the whole AEW story. But if you take that away from Cody, Cody would not be, he would not have been wrestling for, at WrestleMania against Roman. Like they built that story up, but that's why we don't have no competition for for Roman because they they won't build these characters up and they kill they kill them the brand in my personal opinion and it don't it's not exciting to watch when it's regular. That's like Lamont Pettyway versus Brian Renegade. Who the hell is Lamont Pettyway? Like that's a, I'm LP. LP is my character. LP and, and my regular self is two totally different people. So you gotta have some kind of some kind of character. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, and you, to be honest with you, yeah, you're right. We all uh, do character work. Um, I'm I'm really laid back <laughs> in real life. I really give advice to people in real life. But you know, Brian Renegade is from completely different. And Renegade is a whole different person. So you know, what I'm saying we we all do character work, man. And you're right. Um, when it comes to wrestling, you want to really see some people do some really strong character work. And when it comes to the women, I think the people who have the boat, the best, the, the female wrestler who has the best character work, I would say is Oscar. Oscar has really great character work, which you don't even know what the hell she's saying at the time. Mm-hmm. But you understand that nobody is ready for Oscar. And she comes down in all of her pageantry. Patent, I barely skied that one through. <laughs> she comes down in all her adornments, man, and uh, she really has her her character, her movements. You, if somebody started doing movements, certain movements, you know that that's Oscar. So without her even saying a word, she has some of the best character work in the women's division. Um, also, Rhea Bloody Ripley has some of the best character work right now. Uh, in the division where she can go in a lot of different places, um, acting wise, uh, of how dynamic her character is, because she can be really cool, the cool, laid back gang member, Rear Ripley, or she can be the sick Harley Quinn like uh, <laughs> uh, version of Rhea Ripley. Um, it can go either way, you know what I'm saying? Um, Becky Lynch has great 
character work too. She has different monikers, and it's not a lot of people who have a lot of monikers. So you know, for her being two two belts, belt, well, two Becky two belts, and uh, the man character, the man character kind of took it took a long time for that to kind of kind of kind of kind of ease on me because I did not like it at first. And then I was a big Ric Flair fan too, man. So I'm like, oh, she's just going with Jack Ric Flair stuff like that. And think people ain't going to notice. You know what I'm saying? Even Ric Flair couldn't let that go. Ricky was like, I know she ain't just take <laughs> my own character. <laughs> now she's calling herself the man. You are a woman. You are a woman, Damien. <laughs> I, think, I think he's struggling a little bit now, though, since he's been back. She's back, but she's not. Even the fan reaction is not even. I don't know where they was at Monday, but them fans didn't give a damn about nothing that went on. <laughs> they, were, they were in Seattle on Monday. Seattle, yeah. Washington. Yeah. Even the even the money before, some of that noise seemed to be piped in to me. I don't know if you go back and watch the raw, but like I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm tripping, but because I, I hear this, I hear the reaction, and then I'm looking at the people just like right seeing, and you hear all this cheering, but you see everybody like this. Yep, sitting down. Yeah, that's fake. And, that, and that's why they that's why they do the light the way they do it. So that way you can't tell whether or not they're really cheering or not. Yeah, yeah. So the last the last couple of times it's, it's been like that. But Becky, to me, Becky needs something different. Like this Becky, I want a biggest fan in a big time Bex, but it was a character. But like her now, what is she now? Like she's generic again. She's just a face. She's a she's a face. That's it. So well well real quick, let's let's run off a couple of superstars who don't have like a I guess definitive character, but can really get out there and get busy if you allow them to get out there and get busy. Like Tomasa Champa. Tomasa Champa didn't need never needed a character. He just went in there and, and he he fought. Like he would fight you. Um, Roger Strong, I know we mentioned uh, Johnny Gargano, he's Johnny Wrestling. If you put him in a ring with the right person, he can be that standout person. And I think it's more so uh, putting these people in a ring with the right individual for them to be able to show that they have this showmanship or like main event quality or caliber or whatever. Um, even down to like, you know, uh, Butch Pete Dunn. Whenever he gets in the ring, yeah, he has this Butch character, but he still works as Pete Dunn in a sense. And whenever you see him get in the ring, it doesn't matter who he gets in the ring with, he can go and he can get busy. Um, Ricochet does not have a character. However, if you look at him the way he works, he's like a superhero. He's like a comic book character. So he may not have like a, a whole gimmick, but when he gets in the ring and it really doesn't even matter who he gets in the ring with. He's he gonna flip, flop, bump his behind off for everybody, and you're gonna know that was a, a ricochet style match. Um, so I, I I agree with you guys in, in to a certain extent as far as having a character. I think it's just more so of having these guys and these girls get in the ring with the right individuals for them to be able to have that that standout moment to say, okay, I'm, I can really get behind this individual rather than worry about whether they're, they're a character or not. Yeah, I can, I can agree with that, man. Um, 
I think that the struggle for a lot of NXT call-ups, and I think that the reason why a lot of people go back to NXT is to kind of redefine themselves. I know that um, Dominic Dijakovic, who came up to main roster, and he was uh, T-Bar, and he was mm-hmm. in the redemption, and then he went back down to NXT, and now he's Dijak. Um, I like the Dijak character. He's like <laughs> one of them corrupt detectives that <laughs> you know what I'm saying that just beat people up for no reason to get information almost like a Batman type character um, but I like how he went down to NXT and then rebranded himself also uh, Apollo Crews went down and rebranded himself as a a fortune teller I don't know <laughs> he can see the future <laughs> I don't know it's weird but I'm like okay well he's doing something with it um and then one of the guys who does great character work in NXT naturally, man, um, is is my boy uh, who uh, the Don. What's his name? Uh, Tony D'Angelo. Oh yeah, yeah. Tony D'Angelo does really great work. You, I, every time I see him, I think that he really in the mafia. Like that, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but he does really great story work, uh, really great character work. But on the main roster, man, uh, Seth Rollins is is up there. I enjoy every time Seth Rollins comes out, whether it's live in person or whether it's on my TV. I am dancing every single time. Uh, Seth Rollins, the new Seth Rollins character, definitely because Seth Rollins really didn't have a character either. He was part of the Shield. Uh, he was, you know, good, but uh, he was uh, NXT champion for a while. But when he joined the Shield, you know, they called, they were kind of all muddled together. I don't really remember the Shield really having personality like that. And then he left from there, he started doing his own thing. But Rollins, he was Seth freaking Rollins, but I didn't care too much for Seth Rollins as a character. Then he went into the Messiah character. Well, he started getting some personality, and now he's Seth freaking Rollins, this character that he is now, uh, that I absolutely love, and his his fashion sense is great. He wears some suits that I would love to wear, but I can't because I'm not confident enough fashion wise. He, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying he is very fashion forward in some of these suits. The only thing I can look at him be like, damn, that's too hot. I wouldn't wear that, but that's too hot. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he definitely has some great work. And we can all argue that Sami Zayn has some really great character work right now. You know what I'm saying? Even though he is still Sami Zayn, that's one of those guys who, you know, with Sami Zayn when he started, he's Sami Zayn now. He's just a, a different Sami Zayn, but he's more respected as a wrestler. Let me go to you guys because you guys were overly critical of Sami Zayn before uh, this whole bloodline business just started. And I was singing praises of Sami Zayn. Y'all were looking at me like, this dude is smoking all the drugs all at once. Um, <laughs> Mr. Everything and LP, what do you feel? How do you how do you feel about Sami Zayn's in-ring presence now? and his wrestling ability. Because now Sami Zayn is a champion. He actually seems like a threat. And that Halupa kick seems mighty devastating now, almost like um, a bro kick or a claymore. Do you think Sami Zayn is a real threat in the wrestling ring now that he has a little bit of confidence behind him? Let me take that question to the wrestler of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, Mr. Everything. 
Um, so I've never had an issue with Sami Zayn in terms of his in-ring ability. My issue was the fact that he, like Kevin Owens said, he was being a lackey for a group of guys that he truthfully could out-wrestle on any given day. He had better character work than all, all those guys on any given day. Um, I mean, if you go back and look at some of his old stuff, Zane can get busy. Undoubtedly can get busy. Whether he's El Generico or Sami Zayn, the man can go. And I think that was that was my main problem with it, along with you know Kevin Owens saying, "Yo, yours, you're an amazing superstar. You're a hell of a wrestler. Why are you sitting in the background to a bunch of guys who nothing against the bloodline, but they they can't go like you can. They can they can go, but they can't go like you can. And it goes back to allowing these superstars." like a Sami Zayn, to go out there and do his thing and not be held back and not be washed down. To go out there and say, and for people to go up and sit back and be like, yo, this dude is really is dope. And I, and I think that's why it worked out so well for him being a part of the bloodline, because once he was with them, then people started looking at it like, okay, wow. like When you put him with somebody like the bloodline, who has this big uh, aura, this big, you know, facade of superstarism. That's a brand new word. It's, it's new. Just put it in the dictionary. Superstarism. Um, Sami Zayn stood out every time. You know, he stood out. And for someone like Sami Zayn to stand out with someone like Roman Reigns is big. You know, because Roman Reigns is a tribal chief. He's the uh, the head of the table, the breadwinner, all that jazz. But Sami Zayn stood out. He didn't have to do anything extra but be Sami Zayn. So that was only my only gripe. But Sami Zayn now, yeah, that, that Huluda kick is getting more and more devastating, especially when he takes his moment and he looks at it and he surveys and he targets and he sees it and then he cares. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I definitely agree with you, man. LP, do you think Sammy is looking less oozy and more dangerous? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I I would say I've always thought I never paid Sammy attention, attention, attention to the match where he had to wrestle Kevin Owens and whoever lost got fired. I don't know if you guys remember that. That was a SmackDown match. I think this is that one. Kurt Angle was doing Raw. I can't remember who was doing SmackDown. That match is, to me is still one of the best matches I've ever seen. That was this wasn't even on a pay per view. Like that match, I don't know if you guys remember that match. That to me, that was a five star match. So I, I and then I, I noticed the, the dude can wrestle, but he just wasn't entertaining to me. And just like uh, what Mister Everything said, I think when they allowed him to be himself. It made him more of a character. I, I wish more wrestlers had more character control. I don't think every wrestler need to have character control, but I think certain wrestlers. I think a lot of the improv he was doing, trying to make the boys laugh in the ring and stuff like that, like that stuff stands out more. I think that um, Broken Matt Hardy was the best thing while he before he went back to WWE. When he went back to WWE, they didn't know what to do with Broken Matt Hardy. They should have let Broken Matt Hardy continue to do his own thing. 
and I think it would have worked. So characters like that, even with the fiend, the fiend needs to be able to Bray Wyatt, whatever he want to call him. He needs to be able to have a certain amount of control for his character to work. Um, most other wrestlers, they may not need that, but some of them do. So, um, yeah, I think with Sammy being Sammy, but Sammy being Sammy can only last a certain amount of time. They still got to spice him up out the while. Well, eventually him and KO going to break up, so we know we'll have that. But it'll end up being similar to what it was before. And I think they need to keep Sammy going and not make him be uh, another KO and Sammy battle back and forth. They need to find another another level for Sammy because he's right here. Sammy really should have been at WrestleMania. Sammy really should have the belt. But, you know, that's a that's a whole other discussion. But uh, I think that Vince, I think Vince and Triple H don't have confidence in Sammy like they should because too Sammy's another small guy. Sammy is super small, so he's definitely not the Roman or the Brock Lesnar that they want to have to build. Yeah, man. Uh, Sammy Zayn is one of those guys who I'm I'm trying to figure out where he's going to go within this draft. Uh, let's do it real quick, fellas, before uh, we end the show. And it's been a great show so far. Um, but real quick, give me your top five draft picks for this WWE draft that's coming on. Uh, it can be man or woman. Uh, or you can do all women, or you can do all men. You can do it however you want. But uh, give me your top five draft picks of the overall WWE draft. Let me go, Mister Everything. Uh, I, I I gotta agree with uh with what LP said earlier. Bianca going to SmackDown. We are going to Raw. They're going to exchange titles. We haven't had that in a while. Um, Sammy and KO, I think they'll, they'll bounce back and forth. Um, the return of Big E and Kofi Kingston, New Day going to Raw would be a good one. Um, and then Judgment Day, I, I honestly don't see them keeping them together. So I would say Dominic would go with Rhea because that's what's working right now. And then Damien and uh, Bala would go with SmackDown. Okay. All right. Some interesting choices, Mr. Everything. LPZ, give me your top five draft picks, man. Who you want to see move around? Who you think is going to be the VIPs? Uh... I wouldn't mind seeing Bailey go to SmackDown. Um, I want to see Imperium in the Judgment Day traded as a group and they don't separate them. I don't think neither one of them needed to be separated. None of them need to be separated. Um, I would like to see, you know, a lot of people don't want to see it. I would like to see the Street Profits. One person go to one show, one person go to the other show so they can either work or they can get back together later on if it don't work. But both of them deserves the chance to show that they could do it by themselves. I'd rather them do it that way versus them beating each other up and doing that. I don't want that that route. Um, 
What's that? Three. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Charlotte coming to Raw. Charlotte really should be on Raw because Charlotte is that kind of person to be on Raw. Um, right. Uh, and probably for my last one, I would say. Send Seth Rollins to SmackDown. Okay, Seth, Seth was on SmackDown, and then he got traded to Raw. And uh, so you want to see him back down on SmackDown again. Uh, but SmackDown is where Seth Rollins came up with this whole Seth freaking Rollins character, man. So um, I think that would be a very interesting thing. Um, I ain't gonna say where they're gonna go, but if they, you know, I think overall my top five draft picks, who I think is gonna really make an impact on wherever the show they end up on. Uh, I got Charlotte Flair possibly moving to Monday Night Raw. Oscar, um, is gonna be a top draft pick for the women. I think that Oscar be really good on SmackDown. Drew McIntyre definitely needs uh, a new, uh, some new competitors, man, and I think he needs to go to. Monday Night Raw. Bobby Lashley will be very strong on SmackDown and I would love to see Bobby uh, have some interactions on SmackDown. Uh, Seth Rollins, uh, I think Seth should stay where he is, man. Seth is, is Mr. Monday Night, man. Uh, and then I want to see Braun Breaker come up and I want to see where he lands, either on SmackDown or Raw. But I think Braun Breaker would do really great on SmackDown. I got, I got, I got two, I got two things right here before we end the show. Right. Uh, one more thing when pertaining to the draft, it would be great if they say NXT is an official brand, and then you can start swapping people over there to NXT and stop this developmental bullshit. Make it a brand because you remember when they used to have ECW, SmackDown, Raw. You got three right. shows. Right. Same way with NXT. But the last thing, since we were talking about character development. I want both of y'all and everybody to think of, out of all wrestling, think of a character that nobody liked, everybody thought it was a joke, it was lame, but you actually liked it. I'm going to start with my man Jimmy Wayne. <laughs> I don't know if y'all remember Jimmy Wayne, the Chinese cowboy, Jimmy Wayne, with Jimmy Wayne Wayne. <laughs> you don't know, look it up, and you was an Asian man with a cowboy hat and a tank top. Yes, he was my guy too. Yeah. If they gave that character a little bit more time to shine, I think it would have worked. All right, so y'all got to come up with at least one character that they stopped doing it. They thought it was lame or whatever, but you actually wanted to see more of. Tie and tie. <laughs> oh, that kind of talked around for a long time. That's a way. Somebody. Oh man, um, you almost embarrassed to say you was a fan of them. No, no, no. Whoever you pick, think of somebody that like don't nobody. Everybody clowns you, or you know, be laughing. I'm gonna let Brian go first. I can't. Think I got mine. I got mine. Y'all clown me for a long time. Sammy Zayn. <laughs> yeah, they don't count. Come on, y'all. I said all the rest. Hey, listen, man. When I told y'all that Sammy Zayn's. 
WrestleMania match with Johnny Knoxville was no, one of the best, was one of the most memorable matches of all time. And Sami no, Zayn is a great talent. Y'all looked at me like I was boy, boy. Y'all looked at, look at me like I had four legs. I'm talking about a character like Glacier from the WCW. Okay, all right, so I, I'll give you one. Um, a character where I thought it was going to really get over and did not. Um, it was a lot, man. I think Tajiri really needed more. I, I was a big Tajiri fan, man. But he was they, didn't, they didn't let Tajiri go like he should, like he could go, man. Yeah, but well, um, he was he was old. I get, I'm, I'm gonna give y'all since y'all struggling. I'm gonna give y'all another one. <laughs> William Regal, the man's man. <laughs> y'all don't remember? <laughs> y'all remember William Regal? We used to have a flannel coat, and he had to he'd be chopping wood in the hole. He was a tough guy. Y'all don't remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the level I'm talking about. I'm talking about that level of lameness. Yeah, <laughs> um, you talking about super super late? Oh man. Um, okay, I got one. I got I, one. I, and 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 I, I used to like them for a while, and then after a while, I hated them. And I and, and because they made us hate them, the Mountie. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Mountie. When I first saw, him, I was like, "Yo, this is interesting. I like him. He's funny." And then I go, I can't stand it. I just, why is he still here? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, the Mountie. All right, Brian, you got to come at least one now. One. Think of some older ones that you got to. WCW, it don't matter what it is. I'm, I'm thinking, man, real hard. Um, Brian, 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 Brian loves Disco Inferno. <laughs> I was a Disco Inferno fan, sir. Hey, I'm going to Disco Inferno. Disco Inferno, and then one of the greatest characters that I didn't think was going to get over, but was super over, the Honky Tonk Man. Honky Tonk Man shouldn't have worked. The what about Honky Tonk Man? Norman Smiley. I love Norman Smiley. <laughs> Doing the wiggle and shit. This is good. Yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah. No All right, I got one. I got one. And y'all y'all gonna laugh. But the man made uh he took advantage of the opportunity he had and 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 you can't take that away from him. James Ellsworth. I don't remember a lot of James Ellsworth. I just knew he was weird looking. And he hung around Carmella, and I, I didn't, I didn't get. Yeah, 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 that's that's a good one though. That's a that's a that's a good well, one. Well, he was, I guess he was an extra, got he was an extra talent that got over because of just uh, Chris Jericho, and then they kept him around. He had a, a good match with AJ Styles until the finish. He almost broke his damn neck, and then they put him with Carmella, and then he was just a whole character with Carmella. Like he helped her win. The women's money in the bank and everything. So he he was he was funny. He was yeah. funny and he made the he took advantage of the opportunity he was given. And you know you definitely can't take. He I mean he wrestled AJ Styles for the title. How many extra talent can say that they wrestled AJ Styles for the WWE Championship? Who was who was that guy? Who was that guy that used to dance with Disco in front of? He used to dance too. 
at WCW. It was something, right? He's always do a little thing when he did his hand. Y'all know what I'm talking about? He was, <laughs> oh, oh, that Ooh, was a. <laughs> it was, it was, it was something, right? You don't remember him? He's always he do a little. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't remember his name, but I know who you talk about. It's something, right? God, WCW had a lot of. A lot of they had a lot of talent. Alex Wright, right. Alex Wright, Alex Wright, Alex Wright. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, WCW had a lot of characters that don't nobody talk about no more. <laughs> but the yeah. cheer squad, the cheer squad was a whole uh funny faction all all together. And you know, of course, we had uh Dolph Ziggler to stand out with that. But the cheer squad, hey, they really could have did something with them, like for they real. For real. Same thing with the Mean Street Posse. The Mean Street Posse was, at one point in time, I thought the Mean Street Posse was kind of cool. I ain't going to lie. I, I like the Mean Street Posse. <laughs> I thought it was so cool because it made no sense. The Mean Street of Greenwich, Connecticut. Like, to me, that was hilarious. Like, come on, guys. And you know, they knew, <laughs> you know none of them was wrestlers. Like, they was all Shane boys. They was real. Yeah. They was real life Shane and men homeboys. They did not know nothing. I think the guy Joey Abs they added later. Was a wrestler, but the two first ones they did they did, That's just like me. That's like Mister Everything going to WrestleMania. He he bring both of us in. <laughs> no experience whatsoever. And look at they was fighting. They mean they used to get beat up all the time. But I mean, but yeah, me think classic. <laughs> I I can definitely see uh, when we go backstage, somebody saying, "Hey man, you hit me too hard." I was <laughs> <laughs> Why you hit me so hard? It's, I'm sorry, man. I thought that's how y'all do. You know what I'm saying? I ain't know I had to hit you all soft and soggy. You know, but uh, <laughs> listen, man. I, I, hey, Mister Everything. I think one of these shows, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a lace up and I'm, a, I'm a do some training with you, and we're gonna do a whole video. You uh, gonna put me? You gonna put me through the works? I, I'll take a chop or two. I'll take a chop or two. I tell you what, let's let's set that up. Let's set that up. We'll do a whole show right in the ring that I have, and I'll run you through the entire uh, uh, workout drill and everything. And it's well, LP commentary. I'm out of shape. Oh, LP on commentary. I'm with it. Yeah, because I'm too out of shape. I'll be too tired just watching y'all. One thing that I can do. I can sell. I can sell now. I, you know what I'm saying? I sell some shit. But uh, yeah, I think that. Hey, you know what? Right. Why don't we do an entire wrestling show? Why not have it like uh, a Monday Night Raw or uh, what was what was the the gimmick that they did when John Cena was was some weird uh, interviewer. God, what was the name of that thing that J uh, WWE was doing for a little while? And had everybody doing like some type of weird character. I don't remember that. I, I, I'm gonna look, look it up. I'm gonna put it inside the podcast uh, page, ladies and gentlemen. Look out for it. I'm gonna put it inside the podcast. Unless you, unless you can give me a comment in the next five seconds to tell me what it was. WWE did something. It was like a, a independent wrestling show. It was like somewhere in the backwoods, and everybody had some type of weird character name. And John Cena was a, a interviewer. He was like a Vince McMahon back in the day. Why not do a show where Chef is a Vince McMahon interviewer, LP 
is going to be the commentator, and you and I are going to put on a match, Brian, and then let the let the fans watch it and critique the entire thing. They they can go as as bad and as great uh-huh. as they want to go, but just to have it as, as comical and fun as possible. I'm gonna have to have a week of training before I step in. We're gonna put a wig on LP and everything. <laughs> hey, listen, hey, listen, I got winded when I got up to get the door a few minutes ago. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if putting on a full match, but hey, give me give me a solid week in the gym. I'm gonna I'm gonna walk my dog around the neighborhood a couple times and I'll be okay. <laughs> Okay. Let me be able to have a JR. I'm like, get this son of a bitch! I want to do that. Ladies and gentlemen, damn it, man. Of the best damn nation. Uh, if you want to donate some money to the Brian Renegade, help me. Help me, please. My back, my neck, and my back fund. Uh, <laughs> go to our Patreon and go ahead and start buying some of the stuff that we got going on. Yeah, because uh, I'm going to need some of my doctor bills paid. You know what I'm saying? I, my, <laughs> my back ain't as strong as it once was. You know what I'm saying? But uh, that'll be interesting. Man. And listen, I would love to put on a whole damn show, man. We get some indie wrestlers, you know what I'm saying? Do the best damn promotion. I get a nice little man. You, when the money comes, we'll do that. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I think that'll be some fire stuff. And I think us on commentary will be absolutely hilarious because I will be cracking jokes the whole time. Me and LP just be, hey, we, I'll be a heel commentator that night, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> me, me and LP going to go off, man. Like, like who, who was a good, matter of fact, real quick before we go off, who was a good heel com- commentary team that you really like, LP? As in both, both of them heels? Well, you know, you do either do well. You do hill commentators in ger- general. Who are your favorite hill commentators? Uh I'm a, I'm gonna give it to Bobby the Brain Heenan because Bobby the Brain Heenan used to say some ridiculous, like somebody would a heel would slap somebody in the face, and Bobby the Brain Heenan said, "Do you see that? Do you see them jump right in front of that hand?" hand? Like he would just <laughs> he he was heel to the bone, like. He would justify everything that the heels did. Like, God, it was something where somebody threw somebody through the window. He was like, so, you, did you see them? They tried to jump out the window. Like, he, <laughs> to me, Bobby the Brain is the top. I love the king. The king is up there, too. But, no, nah, Bobby the Brain, definitely. Yeah, man. I think uh, one of my favorite uh, heel commentators of all time has got to be Jerry the King Lawler, man. He is absolutely hilarious uh every time he gets on the microphone and he used to be a lot more brash than what he is now he can't see uh, say a lot of the stuff that he used to say back in the day he's a lot more tame but i i would be remiss not to say that i enjoy hearing him scream puppies at the top of his lungs every time <laughs> some, some tatas came out uh and that was that was you know a little bit uh, puppy i love that so uh yeah, I want to say him. Uh, Gorilla Monsoon. I love Gorilla Monsoon also uh, as, a, as a good hill commentator. I think Corey Graves does a pretty good job uh, as a hill commentator. Uh, but, Mr. Everything, who are some of your favorite hill commentators? Uh, let's see. You guys named some of them, but you guys are, are forgetting one of the most funniest 
heel commentators, Michael Cole, when he was doing the anonymous general manager oh, on yeah. their laptop. Yeah. That used to bug the hell out of me, but I would laugh. Because he was like, so excuse me, I just received an email from the anonymous general manager. And he would go up there and read this email that was it was pretty much nothing on the screen. But, you know, he, he went every time he went up there, it was always something. And then the crowd would boo him to the, to no ends. And then we had that WrestleMania match. And he had that, that uh, thing on. The he had the singlet on. and everything else. It was, <laughs> that, was, that was amazing. Michael Cole is, is one of the best to go out there and, and, and make himself look stupid, but make it be done in the, in the most best way. So, yeah, Michael Cole. Yeah, Michael Cole is up there, and, and during that era, I hated Michael Cole so much back then. I ain't even watched the show, so <laughs> I, I, you know, Michael Cole is absolutely great at his job and what he does, man. Um, I know he's not quite a a heel commentator, and he hasn't even been there long. But Pat McAfee is one of my favorite guest commentators, commentators, period, man. And I think Pat McAfee just brings a different energy to the show that not a lot of people uh, can bring, man. And Michael Cole has general excitement every time he sees him, man. So uh, that's absolutely interesting. But listen, it was a hell of a show, man. We went a little bit over. Uh, beautiful people, if you want to follow us and what we're doing, well, you can follow us on social media. You can go to our Instagram at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. You can go to our Facebook group at the Best Damn Wrestling Nation. You can follow us on our Facebook page at the BD Wrestling Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Best Damn Crew. You can follow us on Twitch at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And you can follow our TikTok at Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And if you want to support the show, one thing that you have to do is go to our Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash the best damn wrestling podcast. For as little as $5, you can support the show. We got all kinds of goodies for you. We got shirts. We got hoodies. We got mugs. We got cups. We got all kinds of goodies for your pleasure, uh, beautiful people. Uh, so you can go and check that out. Uh, we are waiting on you uh, to... Invite people to the show. We are growing. Um, we have over 1.2 million impressions online. Uh, and a lot of people are watching the show. We got some ears perking up. And uh, we got some special guests coming for you. Um, so it's going to be super, super interesting. Uh, so share what we're doing. We are all meal podcast. We're doing our thing with Positive Black Brothers. You know what I'm saying? Pushing something besides Pete. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, so, uh, Jordan, the best damn nation. Support our cause. Support our movement. We're on a fast track to becoming one of the top sports shows ever. And we can get there with your help. So, go to all our social medias and support. When you see us in the street, Say hi. Holler at a player when you see me on the streets, Pim. Yeah. Uh, support Mr. Everything and everything that he got going on. The man is all over the place, all over the map, literally. LP got his uh, fashion show coming up. That's going to be absolutely great featuring 
the sounds and seduction of the great Beyonce. Uh, real quick, LP, one more time, plug the show. Um, it's going to be August, not August, I'm talking about. It's going to be April the 23rd at the Durham Armory. You can get tickets on my Eventbrite. You can also find all the information on my Instagram. I actually just did an interview with Beyonce on my Instagram, so make sure you guys check that out. <laughs> you got the Queen Bee on the interview, sir? Yeah, I had a, I had a, had an exclusive with the Queen Bee. I don't know if you oh. saw it. Go check, go check that out. She got, you know, a lot of a lot of people liked it. So definitely, uh, but definitely get get tickets for that and come out to see a great, great show. Oh man, LPZ does his thing. Uh, Mr. Everything, what you got going on? Where can the people find you? Oh man, you guys can just follow me on Instagram, official underscore Mr. Everything, and follow me on the TikTok, official underscore Mr. Everything. Um, got some things in the works, trying to get this business up and running. Uh, if you are in the North Carolina area and you need some personal, uh, personal fitness or professional training. Get up with me, and I will be willing to help you out. I will have my certification in the next week or two. I'm almost done with this exam, so I'm going to get that knocked out. Uh, and if you're looking for someone to, to supply you with some massage services, oh. everything also does massages. So okay. get up with me, and I do house calls. We can set up appointments and make this thing work. Let's make it do what it do, people. Sexual seduction. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, did I tell you, Mister Everything does everything, everything. Oh man, thank you, sir. Uh, real quick before we end the show, and then there's been a great show, fellas. Do you have a final word for the beautiful people? Uh, let me go to the best damn Billy. Of the best ever wrestling podcast. LPZ, do you have a final word for the peoples? Maybe not, Mr. Everything. Do you have a final word for the beautiful people? Well, I think LP's final word is silence is a virtue. So I'm gonna follow up. Like, patience <laughs> is a virtue. I'm sorry, that was dope. I ain't. I didn't know my phone was. Um, my phone had blinked. <laughs> I'm over here talking too. I said, "Don't talk about it. Be about it. If it's something you want to do, go out and get it done." Yeah, uh, like beat LP. <laughs> LP, don't talk about it. Be about it. Do the damn thing when you when you put your actions to work. Your life works for you, and Mister Everything said, "Silence is a virtue." Shut no, your I, damn I, I, mouth! I, I, you, I, I, if you I, I, talking I about me, if you got your, if you got my name in your mouth, shut <laughs> your damn mouth. Silence is a virtue because that virtue is you not getting your ass whooped. I hate you, Mister Everything. <laughs> Silence is a virtue. Uh, beautiful people, I guess my. Uh, final word of the day of my advice would be don't dim your light for other people. If you shine bright, 
if you're naturally who you are and people are attracted to that, if you're smart, uh, if you're savvy, whatever you do, don't dim your light for other people because you got to be yourself. You got to be naturally you. We talk about character work. Uh, we all have character works, but we all have a light that we shine that we don't let nobody dim it. You know what I'm saying? You be the star that you are. LP, you be the star and the mogul that you are. Mr. Everything, you be the star and mogul that you are. You know what I'm saying? Don't let nobody dim your light or change who you are. Because at the end of the day, it's all about you and what you do in this life. Beautiful people, best damnation. Thank you for joining us again. We will see you next week. All the next best damn wrestling podcast. Fellas, I'll see you next Wednesday. Beautiful people, we bid you adieu.